ain't following that. <laughs> that, that, was, that, was, that was crazy catch here. Well done. I'm glad you're okay. My name's Brandon. I'm an addict. Um, so, um, I too got an email a, a while back, and the, the, topics, the, the topic was self acceptance and forgiveness. And I was like, the bastard knows I'm Scottish. <laughs> and then, and then I, I get up here, right? And this is the first time I've seen the uh, speaker breast practices. And I go down and it says, avoid excessive use of profanity. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do for the other 15 minutes? <laughs> Self-acceptance. And like, no, seriously, when I got that, I thought, this guy knows me. Right? You know, self-acceptance and forgiveness. So I cleaned up in 2001, and I met a fella when I cleaned up called Lester M. from Okanagan. Hi, Lester. He's my sponsor. Thank you very much. Um, and he had three years clean. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I'd gone into treatment, and I went into treatment as an alcoholic. And I came out as a drug addict. It's growth, right? <laughs> My mum didn't think so, but I did, right? You know, actually, I never swore before I came in recovery, so this is fucking growth. <laughs> so I, I, met, I met this guy, and I was introduced to Narcotics Anonymous to, in, a, in an H&I setting, in a panel meeting, and, and I'm an H&I guy. Till I die. Um, and, I, and I was about 33 days clean and, and, I'd, and I'd you know I'd been anesthetized and, and it's funny because I'm a Catholic too <laughs> but there's only two in my family you can tell my mum got divorced very early <laughs> sorry mum so I've got all of a sudden I've got this wonderful set of morals and conscience that had suddenly stopped being anesthetized and I started realizing I've done a lot of damage I've done a lot of damage I had a story that involved um, yeah bless you I had a story that involved selling drugs different countries um, children that were disappointed in me lost a great career in the fire department um, a family that just didn't understand who I was anymore and, and, and I really didn't know who I was I had aliases I had yeah I was just full of shit I really was I mean it was just all nonsense and, and it was really confused nonsense you know um, I don't know about you guys but you know Robin Williams who was a in recovery for a long time my head's like his it, it really is like it is so fast I can see it coming like it, I mean it, it just it just bounces all over the place different things like focusing on one thing at a time is such a difficult thing for me because I've already figured it out and I'm on to the next thing already when I was in, when I was in school as a young kid I used to get in trouble because I'd be writing out the question the, the answer to the math test and, and already figuring out the next one without looking at it and I get in trouble for that so I was really crap at math because I thought if I get in trouble at it I'm not good at it 
she was right, I'm not very good at math. Right? But it just, it just thinks faster for some reason. That's the way my head works. I'm, I'm very, very quick. And that's, that's not great. Sometimes being quick and not having an edit switch is, is not a good thing. Not a good thing. But what I had to do was I had to get together with... Who's Brendan? Like, like the topic self-acceptance, and I had no idea who myself was. I really didn't. I had no clue who I was. I, I, you know, they tell you to look in the mirror and love yourself, and I've got the perfect face for radio, so there's a challenge, right? <laughs> I'm looking at it going, I love it. I don't love it. I love me. I don't love me. I don't love him either. And like, I have a conversation, and, and you know, before I knew it, I go, well, fuck you too. And I'd walk away, right? You know, because you know, it just didn't feel good. Like, I could never do that mirror therapy stuff. It, 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 was, it was pretty ugly to me. So, I, I started doing, writing out step work. And it, and it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. I mean, I made some mistakes. As, as a, you know, I, I, love, I love Christians, Catholics, Muslims. I really don't care. I know nothing. But I chose to do my first step five with a Catholic priest. Because I was a landed immigrant in Canada. And I'd, and I'd been involved in some criminal activities. I'm sure none of you did that. Right? So I decided I wanted to... Um, to have someone really safe to talk about my step five, especially in early recovery, because I hadn't built trust with anybody. So, what I did was, um, I sat down with this Catholic priest, right? So, in, in the treatment center I was in, they did the 12 steps, you know, and, and they had different categories, right? And so there was one on financial, there was one on this, there was one on that, and there was one on sex. And, and I'm doing this with a Catholic priest, so I'm doing the financial one. He's like, yes, you're a good man. Yes, you're a good man. Yes, you're a good man. Then we talk about criminal activities. He goes, yes, you're a good man. Yes, you're a good man. Yes, you're a good man. And then we get to the sex part. And he goes, yes. 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 And everybody else that did the step five. Like, I finished the step five. I was two feet tall. Right? And all he did, and, and, and it wasn't that I'd had a lot of sex, like, it's not, it's not that good, so don't think about trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, 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 you know, it's, uh, you know, it, that, was, that was, you know, that was the kind of person I was. If, if, if I had all these, if I was doing this wonderful thing, this step five, and sharing my defects of character and my assets, I couldn't focus on any of the good stuff you were telling me. I mean, the guy spent two hours telling me, yes, I was a good man. And, and because it was on sex, it was only two minutes, he said. Yes. 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 That was the only thing I could focus on. For days, I felt like shit. Everybody else gives their step five. They're on this pink cloud, you know. I don't know if you remember that TV show called Monkey, where this guy's flying around on a cloud. But I wanted that feeling, and I felt totally robbed totally robbed because when I came here I had no self-worth no self-esteem nothing I had nothing there was nothing left inside and and, it, and it's tough it's tough being a recovering addict it's tough being a recovering addict at times when you've been around for a long time right it is you know we all have different things going on whether it's a divorce grief mental illness any of that kind of stuff right it's not, it's not easy it's not easy, right? 
so I, I get to my second set of steps when I sponsor Lester and, and I'm about I don't know 11 12 months somewhere around there I started doing them and something had changed something had changed I mean my relationship with Lester had changed and I started writing down honestly how I was feeling I started honestly sharing with them who I was and I started honestly to the best of my ability because honesty for me has been a gradual climb up a bloody steep hill right because it took a long time you know the onion thing where it gets thicker and thicker and thicker, and thicker. it takes a long time right and, and but when I sat down and I did my step five with Lester there were some things I didn't want to write down out of fear of, of being in trouble and, and I just didn't want to write them down so I shared them with him verbally, verbally in uh, City Park in Kelowna and you know when, when I thought about this topic and, and I really don't think much before I come up to share here I read a little bit about it and then I've been busy this week I haven't given it much more thought but for me that's when the forgiveness started and the forgiveness started where I was really honest about the things I've been involved in and all that stuff but the real big thing was when I shared about how I treated myself that's where the forgiveness started for me inside me there was uh, things, started to, things started to change I wouldn't read it just for the day before I go into a meeting so I could share on it just for today right? You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there on my phone and look up the topics right? you know, so I could share and sound really cool I started sharing from my heart and I knew I was doing that because when I was finished sharing I couldn't remember what I said because it wasn't part of the plan, right? You know. And when that kind of forgiveness, like when, when forgiveness like that started coming in for me, I was starting to get through who Brendan was and, and who I am, right? You know. I've been clean for 15 years. I've done a number of sets of steps. I've done a number of sets of steps with with other men in recovery, my sponsees, and uh, I have this one sponsee called Bruce. Um, and it's like this guy is like Mr. Logical he's a power engineer he's, he's incredible and, and very very intelligent but feelings to him are not logical it's like doing step work with Spock <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and, and I thought like after, I remember thinking after the first step one I'm like there's another 11 to go <laughs> I wonder how many years I'll have by then. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. I, I know you get it and you're probably listening to this at some point. I'll send it to you and be far away. But, and, you know, Bruce has become a great friend of mine and I love him dearly and, and still my sponsor. But uh, in, in sitting down with somebody who's not like me, right? Like, because I'm a feeling guy. Like, I really am a feeling guy. I feel angry, I feel cranky, I feel happy, I feel sad, I feel mad, I feel glad and that's why I've been touching my fingers right <laughs> you know Bruce was like you know but in, in talking to Bruce and trying to explain and trying to get this out he was teaching me he was teaching me to find that feeling he was teaching me to, to find what I needed to describe myself Right, and he never. I don't. I, I think he knows now the gift he gave me because in order to sit down and do step work with somebody who is so different from you, you really have to think about it. 
You have to be present. You have to be in the moment. You can't lie about it. You know, I, I couldn't anyway. And uh, it was it was an amazing thing. I wanted it left. Eight minutes. Oh, I just swear from now on and we'll be filled in, right? <laughs> There's some self-acceptance for you. But Bruce taught me this, and, and about a year and a half ago, I got another sponsor in my life. And I've known this guy for a long time. And his name's Tom. Thanks, Tom. And Tom lost his son about 17 or 18 months ago. He was 13 years old. Tragedy, an absolute tragedy. And I got to watch Tom reach out to me. And we're very different people. We're, we're really different people. He has a very different life from, from me, right? Um, he was an investment banker, he was a, a very successful guy. And uh, I watched, I've watched him over the last 18 months. grow and, and, and through an absolutely awful thing I've watched him forgive himself like I, I've, I've watched you know because it wasn't his fault it had nothing to do with him but the way his head was thinking at such a terrible time in his life like I've watched it I've, I, it's been an absolutely amazing journey so far to watch somebody go through that level of grief and to watch the, you know, the blame, I could have do this, I could have do that, I could have do this, right? To get to that place, right? And what that taught me was, I've got a son too, right? And my biggest fear has always been losing my son, right? I, I, I didn't see my first son, Carl, for 15 years. And I've always had faith because my sponsor got his kids back in his life after, or his daughter back in his life after 30 years, that one day Carl would come back. And he did, he did. About three years ago, my son came back into my life, and, and I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. This is one of the most beautiful days of my recovery was that day. So anyway, my friend Tom got me thinking about forgiveness and being a dad, because I'm a dad who's separate, well, I'm actually, I think today I might be divorced. It was about 31 days ago, I was in court, and the judge said in 31 days we're going to be divorced. So, grateful for that too. Um, she won't be listening to this, that's okay. <laughs> um, sorry, that's not very nice. Um, but I, I came, I grew up without my dad in my life. So I knew what it was like for my son not to have me in his life. But also not having a dad in my life has left me with this question. What is, what, I've never done this before, right? What am I going to do, you know? How am, I, how am I going to get through this, right? Am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? Because when I was a year and a half clean, my son Connor came along. And at five weeks clean, he was apprehended from his mum who... I'd had a long-term relationship for three months with, <laughs> in early recovery, yeah, I did that. I was, I, was, I was nine months clean, she was three or four months clean, and uh, I didn't follow the suggestions, and I have a, a son because of it. Um, 
He's great. He's great, but you know, he's, he now has to go up without his mum because unfortunately she hasn't cleaned up yet. Right? But at five weeks old, I was handed a baby. You know, here you go. Actually, not true. I had to go get him from the ministry, and then they, they didn't like me either. Um, and I had to fight for him. But I got to keep him, and he's still with me. And uh, so now I've got a baby, and I, I don't know what I'm doing right or what I'm doing wrong. I was in, in my first son's life for a year, year and a half. Uh, and so, like, I, I didn't have any experience of being a dad to a three-year-old or a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or a nine-year-old. Like, I didn't know what to do. And I know at times I've made some really bad mistakes. You know, um, whether it's being angry and shouting at him and scaring him, um, not being supposedly connected at the time when you're reprimanding your children, or just practicing self-will and forgetting that he might like to spend the day with me. Right? Getting caught up in doing too much service work or I'm in a new relationship and I'm off over here doing this, right? You know, just forgetting sometimes that I'm a dad. Right? You know, so about a week and a half ago, my son, who's probably 14 next month, next week, I get a call at one o'clock in the morning and uh, <laughs> it's him and he's in tears and he's not really told me he would be he's in the skateboard park and the police would like me to come and pick him up because he's been smoking pot and drinking and I'm like sorry, what? <laughs> he's, uh, he's never seen me use and he's been around the rooms forever and he's bawling and I'm like, okay tell the policeman I'll be there in 45 minutes and he says you've got 5 minutes to come and get me dad and I'm like 45 minutes away and I'm in another city so I'm like okay so I get a bed and I phone a friend of mine in the room Ken, and, and I arrange for him to go pick him up and it's 1 o'clock in the morning and, and my friend is in the fellowship at 1 o'clock in the morning now if he hadn't been clean he probably wouldn't have answered his phone right went down and picked him up and, and saved him from getting is not getting a lot worse, right? And then, and then, so I had 45 minutes to drive there, and, and I prayed. I prayed to be a good dad. I prayed to know what to say when I got there. I didn't actually have to say anything when I got there because all I did was cry and want to be hugged. Because my son felt so bad that he'd let everybody he knew, because most of them are in the fellowship, down. Right? He'd lied to me. He had the conscience I didn't have when I was using. He had the morals I'd forgotten when I was using. Right? And he didn't want to be like me growing up. And that, for me, was huge. I remember when I, I used it and for the first time and I got, I got really messed up. I was about his age. And I remember my mum telling me off, and, and I can still hear it. It went on for weeks. Like, How could you? Not in this neighbourhood. And it wasn't because I didn't have a great mum, because I have the best mum in the world. She's not yours. Okay? I have the best mum in the world. Right? Because she has been the rock that Narcotics Anonymous has been. Right? She was the only one that would take a phone call from me before I cleaned up. Right? Um, but my son, you know, I drove him home, 
I didn't raise my voice. I was able to be completely present in the moment and let him feel his feelings from a place of love. Right? And we haven't argued about it. We haven't shouted about it. I've checked in with him daily this week to see where he's at. And uh, I feel like one of the best dads in the world. Right? Because I learned how to forgive myself. Because there's no, there's no rule books about being a dad. But what I've learned in Narcotics Anonymous, I can apply to being a dad. I can apply spiritual principles to being a bad dad. Bad dad. Sorry. Could you just edit that bit out, please? Yeah. I, I can apply. You know, I can pray. I've got a higher power now. I've got a higher power that works for me. Right? That's always with me when I access it. You know? And the, you know what the really funny thing is? This wonderful son of mine got in a fight at school today. <laughs> His first fight ever. And, and I'm, not, I'm not mad with him. I said, did you hurt him back? He said, no. I'm like, good, he's not suspended. But the old me's like, well, we're going to have to get him together and he's going to have to be a man. Like, you see how my head works? i got to forgive myself for thinking on a daily basis because sometimes I think really badly, you know. But the, the other thing is about forgiveness is, uh, you know, the amount of people that have forgiven me <coughs> since I came into Narcotics Anonymous. I have my children back in my life. My, my oldest son, he's been back in my life for three years, gave my grandson my middle name. All right? Who'd have thought? Like, that, that's, not, that's not in the, the, the promise we get when we get here. You know, if you do what we do, you'll never have to use dope again. I'm proof of that because I've never relapsed since I came to Narcotics Anonymous. Right? That's my story. It might be very different from yours, but my story is every time I've wanted to use, I called my sponsor. If I couldn't get a hold of him, I went down that list. If I couldn't get a hold of them, anybody, and I couldn't get a hold of my higher power, the defect of ego kept my clean time. And seriously, like, that's something I discovered in step five was my ego is an asset as well as a defect because when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I don't want to lose my clean time. I, don't want, I just don't want to, right? And, and, that, and I never thought ego was, was an asset, right? You know? So I'm, I'm at this place now, you know, where my son obviously provokes something to get smashed in the face by his friend, but he reacted well. So I'm proud of that. Right, and the noise had a rough week. So instead of going and and, and being very Scottish and swearing and, and acting out on that, I'm trying to do some things differently in my son's life that are in mine. Like I'm going to spend some time with them. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do some more events with them. I'm going to step up the love and the involvement I have in his life. And this program's taught me that. And do you know how it's taught me that? Is because when when I have a bad time in Narcotics Anonymous, it doesn't say go away until you feel better. It says get in the middle. Stay in the middle. And I take that principle home so I don't fall off the edge of being a dad. So my son doesn't fall off the edge and go, you're an asshole, dad. Right? And for me, that's massive. You know. So I think I'm pretty close to being out of time there. I'd like to thank the convention committee for asking me to share and everybody that worked at Canada with me this week. That was fantastic. I'd like to thank you all for saving my life. Uh, me and my family appreciate that.